Hello there, folks. I'm Dave Holmes, and you are listening to International Waters, the transatlantic panel game that pits the U.S. and the U.K. against each other in a pop culture battle royale. Now, before we start, we sincerely would like to apologize for an incident in our last episode, wherein we identified the actors William Shatner and Jim Carrey as American, when they are, of course, Canadian. We also called the pop performer Krista Berg British when he grew up in County Rexford, Ireland. Honestly, you people just all look alike to me. I'm very sorry. <laughs> We'd also like to take this opportunity to apologize for the times that our show has fallen back on lazy cliches and stereotypes about our great nations. We're sorry if we implied that Americans are all murder-crazed cowboys and pageant queens so obsessed with food they're constantly finding pictures of Jesus in it. It's cheap, it's lazy, it's true, and it's unfair. We're also sorry for the times that we've suggested that British people are all sexually repressed, gray-toothed hobbits. I mean, some of you aren't. Holly Willoughby isn't, right? I don't know who Holly Willoughby is. Me we'll, we'll, we'll explain. <laughs> our writers got a little, little fancy with that one. All right, we got our apologies out of the way. Let's play International Waters. for the country that enjoys saying the word crumpet just as much as you do. It's Answer Me This host and International Waters return guest, Helen Zaltzman. Hello, Helen. Hello, Dave. Crumpet. Oh, I love to say that word. Do you know the song Hey, Hey, Helen from ABBA? No, I don't. Please sing it to me. Oh, the whole thing. Hey, hey, Helen. Am I really the only person who knows this song? Yes. It's about a girl and she's like trying to rise to the top of the corporate ladder. But she's me. Okay, all right, but she's neglecting the personal side of her life. And Abba's all like, hey, hey, Helen, come on, ease up. Find some joy in your life. Yep. I don't think Abba know that song. I, is it one of their filler tracks? I know they claim not to have written a single tracks. filler track, but I think you've just proven them wrong. Oh, yeah, no, they, they have a few. They have a few rough ones. And, and also, I think it's the first, last, and only time that the name Helen has been in the name of a pop song. It's very unpopular in pop it's, songs. And <laughs> take this personally. In, Bat right. out of Helen. <laughs> Bat out of Helen. Now I feel considerably better. There you go. Yeah. Buck up, Helen. It's in there. All right. Also playing for the country that writes the day before the month, because why the hell would you need reminding of the month? Jesus Christ, America. It's comedian Dan Tetzel. Hello. Hello. Have Dan you got an Abba song with Dan in the title? If not, he's uh, going to be furious. Uh, Dancing uh, Queen, surely. Yay! Dancing Queen. Yay! Yeah. song. You're good. I'm You're not good. in Queen. I should make that clear. But... Okay, that's fair. Now, we're going to get to know our teams a little bit better throughout the show. But for now, Team UK, I would like for you to come up with a buzz-in word that you feel best represents your great nation at this moment in time. So, oh. UK? Farage is my guess. Farage. Farage. That sounds quite French, doesn't it? But he's not. It really does. Do you mean forage? No, it's, um, unfo- it's Nigel Farage. Um, he oh, is who's that? A, What's going on? He's a politician of sorts oh, I see. who's currently uh, muddying the waters over here. Uh-huh. Okay. S- sort what's, of uh, what, what's, our, what's our feeling on Farage? He, he's, he's representing some of uh, Britain's more troublesome traits. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, like, um, like a crazy, more crazy Ross Perot sort of, uh, but with oh. a radical right-wing agenda. He's one agenda. of those UK IP? Yes, yeah, UKIPers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. I wasn't sure if you, if you went full word with it. Okay. They're a very mixed up bunch. Yeah. But he's UKIP sounds like a fun word, doesn't it? It yeah. sure does. It sounds so so harmless. Should we go oh, with yeah. that? UKIP. UKIP. 
you, UKIP. It's Ooh. fun. Yeah. You know what? Let's take it back. Let's make it like queer. Let's take it back. <laughs> Let's make it a fun word. All right, moving on. Playing for the nation that's got so many wiretaps. Our wiretaps have wiretaps. It's actress and stand-up comedian Judith Shelton. Ooh, hello. Hello, Judith Shelton. Hi. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Good. I do want to say that my dog psychic said I would meet my true love from across the pond. So if you guys know anybody. is it Was it the psychic that you see for your dog or was it a dog who is psychic? <laughs> It was the psychic I see for my dog, but I want to go see a dog who's a psychic. I do too. Yes. I do too. How'd you get to become a dog psychic anyway? Um, you just say that you are. That's yeah. Brilliant. It's the Wild West yeah. as far as Shaggy as far from Scooby Doo uh, started. Psychics. That, really? That's right. Also playing for the nation that's number one at not realizing it's actually number thirty. TV writer and stand-up comic Stan 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 <laughs> do that again. Oh. TV writer and stand-up comic Sean O'Connor. Oh Woo! hey, how are you? Good. I thought you were when you were saying Stan, you were like on Oh No You Didn't that uh that live journal. Oh wow, and that's what they call fans. That's what they stands. call Yeah, why do they like, do that? I'm a stand-up comedy Stan. Oh wow, why, what does Stan mean? It's Eminem. Eminem, Stan, oh, it's your super fan. Like, I'm a big Stan of Beyonce. I see. Wow, I see. Who wow, is it? Cool. Who is it these days? All right, Team US, what's your buzzing word? What represents the US the best? Solange. Solange? Yeah, somebody used Solange before. Yeah, I think we just did Solange. Yes. Did you just do yeah. Solange? That's, oh. Your finger is on the pulse, but just last yes. week we did Solange. <laughs> that person was even more on the pulse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A w- one week after right the pulse. On I'm the pulse. fairly removed from yeah. the pulse. Yeah, all right, so... What word represents the U.S.? Well, I like laser as in male stripper because they don't have lasers in England. But how about... My granddad invented the laser in England. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How about silicone? Have you used that one? I don't think so. We don't have that either. Like silicone valley. Well, natural over here. Because it's like boobs, but it's also that ACO show with T.J. Miller doing all mushrooms in the in the desert. How do you feel about that, Sean? Oh, that show or that word? I I, or the concept of silicon. I like it. Great. Well, then sold. You ready to get into it? Then let's play international waters. We're going to start the show with a little pop culture warm up. We like to call "What's the Story." You'll be awarded two points for correct answers, one point for answers that are wrong but funny. You know, like a juggalo funeral. Uh, buzz in with your buzzwords when you know the answer. Question number one. The third week of May marked the return of a blockbuster franchise that scored over $100 million worldwide and introduced a whole new generation to this sound. Silicone. Uh-huh. U.S. Godzilla. Godzilla is yeah. correct. Woo-hoo. Godzilla is correct. Well, we were the being iconic... too polite. We didn't want to interrupt the clip. Yeah, it was a you good clip. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> that delay is really going to help us. Godzilla's got a lot That's to right. say. <laughs> That's right. It opened to middling reviews from critics, but rave reviews from huge nerds who applauded the return to the classic man plus rubber suit formula. Uh, did you guys see Godzilla? Heck no. I really? didn't Ooh. because he was fat. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's unsightly. It is, yeah. I I don't go to movies for that. No, it's disgusting. Whereas Cloverfield, the aliens in that are pretty slim, Mm. so that's fine. Oh, they're very slim, very trans. If you're going to see New York destroyed by any beast. Now, the commercial set the movie up like it's going to be Brian Cranston versus Godzilla, but he's hardly in it. I paid to see Heisenberg blow up Godzilla, all right? For a bonus point, how else might you mash up cult TV and Hollywood creature features? For example... Mad Men in Black. Don Draper kills aliens by breathing scotch and existential ennui onto them. What do you Twin Peak Pacific Rim. Ooh. Ooh. I like it. It's a hole opens up in the Pacific Ocean and they attack a sleepy town. Wow. Wow. I'd watch the shit out of that. Yes. 
uh, Boardwalk Empire Strikes Back. Oh, Luke, <laughs> I am your fa. Then gunshot to the head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> UK, you better get in here and talk. Yeah, the, uh, the creature from the Orange is the New Black Lagoon. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's sort of <laughs> underwater prison lesbian thing. <laughs> underwater prison lesbian. Uh, the Draculaette. Sure. It's like the Bachelorette, but with vampires. Sure. I thought yeah, it was like yeah. Dracula going to the laundrette to get all the blood out. Yeah, yeah well, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Laundromat in your language. Yeah. Did you watch The Bachelorette last night, U.S.? No. Oh, boy. It was a good one. It's a good crop this year. Uh, I would say watch that on On Demand if you can. <laughs> All right, question number two. Twitter followers had a new thing to get their panties in a bunch about after 270,000 people followed a reclusive celebrity's account only to find out it was fake. Which celebrity UK. was the faker pretending to be UK? Was it Morrissey? It was Morrissey. Oh, wait, that wasn't real? That was not real. Oh, no. was like real. You could tell, though, because nope. he hadn't said anything particularly rude about anybody for nearly a week. No. No. <laughs> Plus, it was Twitter. There's no way in the world Morrissey would be on Twitter. Yeah, but he got, right? the, he got the verified tick. The system is crumbling. The, the tick failed everyone. Really? Oh, eyes. man. I'm going to hand mine back. <sighs> Unfollow. All right. One point for you. For a bonus point, name a person you're even less likely to see on Twitter than Morrissey. And what would their first tweet be? For instance, Calvin and Hobbes, Bill Watterson, suggesting a tweet up at Comic-Con. That would never happen. I have one. Sean? At Harper Lee, I'm only going to write one tweet. I like oh, it. Oh, nice. Or, or is Truman Capote going to write that one tweet? Yeah. Oh, oh, burn, Dave, I'm just telling you. No, he I don't didn't. believe that's true. I'm just, I'm, I don't believe it's actually true. Let's move on to question number three. British food news. Brothers Alan and Gary Curie just reached their Indiegogo goal and will soon open Britain's first ever restaurant that exclusively serves what? UKIP. UKIP. Food. No. I mean, mm. yes, technically that's true. Silicone. U.S. Good food. No. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I've no. had some of your American breakfast. Take that back. <laughs> The answer is cereal. The brothers plan to open oh. the Cereal oh. Killer Cafe in London's Shoreditch. Oh, of course. Hipster oh. Haven over there. Okay. All right. So that's the place for an all-cereal restaurant. For people who are too lazy to open a box of cereal but can be bothered to leave their houses. <laughs> and they have the money. I don't want to have to put a bra on to eat my cereal. No, right? Yes. No, no, thanks. Well, otherwise your boobs might fall in the milk and that's... That's true. It's going to serve 100 types of cereal. It's going to serve 12 kinds of milk, and it will play cartoons 24 hours a day. Sounds intolerable. Uh, right? Yeah. yeah. Just the worst people in the world would go there. I think it'll appeal to all kinds of diners, from potheads to weed smokers to emotionally stunted man children to marijuana enthusiasts. I think yeah. it will really run the game. And students. And students, obviously. For a bonus point, give me some more breakfast foods that could only appeal to hipsters. For instance... Uh, honey Nut Obscurios. Uh, or <laughs> Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch is my cousin, actually. Wheat Fixed Gear Bikes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That's really yes, good. Point. Hipster Tots. Like Tater Tots, <laughs> yes. but Hipster Tots. Yeah. I'll buy it. Sure. Eggs Over Irony. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. That was good. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Sean's tapping out. I'm tapping out. Let's, I can't beat that. <laughs> let's move on to number four. American Food News. KFC broke new ground in disgusting marketing stunts by offering teenagers the chance to wear a fried chicken what? Is it is like a tuxedo for prom made out of chicken? It's your warm. Prom dress. Corsage. Yes! Oh. That is correct. I just bigger. The, answer, the answer is a fried chicken corsage. For 20 bucks, prom goers can get a $20 corsage featuring baby's breath flowers wrapped around a chicken drumstick. Gross. Yeah. 
It's advertised as the secret recipe to making sure this dance will be the one you both remember. Uh. And you'll always remember because you'll always be remembered as the girl who smelled like fried chicken at the prom. (laughs) For a bonus point, name a more disgusting outfit made out of fast food. For example, the chicken McKnight gown. Or or in the UK, Snickers Knickers. (laughs) Uh, Western Bacon Junior Cheese Cardigan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's barbecue sauce on that. It's disgusting. Sure. Sure. You and you can button it up. If yeah. You, get you a can cold button breathe. it. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. A cold breathe. <laughs> I need to learn how to talk today. An egg burrito thong. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's awful. You know, Motley Crue <laughs> used to put egg burritos down their pants uh, to throw their girlfriends off the scent that they had been uh, screwing groupies because they thought smelling of egg was better than smelling of other women. Oh. Is that? Did you read that in the dirt? I don't think I did. I read it in Egg Burrito News Monthly. <laughs> right. the, the Dirt is the Motley Crue uh, autobiography that is so full of disgusting tidbits like that that I read the first two chapters and then I lent it to a friend and I said, don't ever bring it back. Yeah. I don't want it in my house. It's evil. Uh-huh. It's evil. They were constantly doing things. That's what I felt about the DVD of Inland Empire. Except I expect your book was more entertaining. <laughs> true, true. All right. Any, anyone else? Bonus points? Lardigan. Oh, okay. Two points for that one. Yeah. Two points for that one. That was a yes and is what that one was. That was. was. All right. I'm calling round one over. And after round one, our scores are U.S. in the lead by one point. They got 10. The U.K.'s got nine. Ooh, literally everybody reacted to that strongly. I'm going to get to know the teams in between rounds. U.S., let's say hello to you first. Judith Shelton, you host a live show called Relationship. I do. Tell us everything about it. (laughs) Well, um... Uh, I have guest experts in air quotes. Uh, she did air on, quotes. That's right. Theater of the mind. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and while we're, uh, I'm interviewing them, a box goes around where people can put in anonymous sex, love, and relationship questions, and then we do our best to answer them. Uh-huh. It's fun. It's fun. What kind of it experts do you have? sounds good. Um, uh, mostly actors and comedians. Yeah. People in yes. relationships or that's who have right. been in relationships. Or wannabe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Who don't know how to be in relationships. That's right. Exactly. That's, I've been doing it for years. Still not in one. Uh, I love yes. It. I love it. Do you have any piece? Is there like a, a terrific nugget of relationship wisdom that's come out of the show? No, because mostly it's a lot of anal sex questions. Okay, and we still haven't cracked that nut. That's true. Yeah. We've, we've but, all got it on our minds. Yes, I think we do. We really do. But yeah, I'm trying to think of a nugget. I can't think of one, Dave. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Yes. Again, you can make up your own nuggets. That's Use right, your imagination. Yeah. Make up your own I, anal sex I did sex hear nuggets. something. I was watching The Valleys. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? It's, uh, I, I guess it's a. Wales version of the Jersey Shore. Oh no! Last night, no, or Welsh version. Oh, uh-huh. and uh, a guy said, uh, "I'm going to rip life a new asshole." And then his twin brother said, "And I'm going to have sex with that asshole." Wow. <laughs> I heard that last night, wow. and it was, they were twins tandeming it, and in a confessional for no reason. They said that. Oh I'm, dear I, lord! I don't know why I just shared that either. Yes. I don't either. I don't well, either. But I'm glad wow. you did. Sean O'Connor, you're a, you're a television writer, you're a comedian, you live in Hollywood. I live in Hollywood, California. You're taking your life in your hands. It is a terrible neighborhood. I just found that out. I've lived there for three years. I was going to my local 7-Eleven at 1.30 to buy my fiance an Arizona iced tea and me water. Aww. Yeah, I'm very sweet. That's she nice. was like, you should probably drive there. And I'm like, I can walk. I get there. A guy comes in. He's like, do you have any money? I want to get a Pepsi. I said, sure. I gave him $1.85. And then he followed me out. And then he was like, where do you live? And I was like around here and then he's like what's your exact address and he keeps following me and then i i finally was like hey can you stop following me and he goes we're friends sean 
Like, and I'm like, we're not really friends. And then he held me, and he was like, we are friends. Oh, no. And then I just, like, I pushed his arms off me. I was like, we are not friends. <laughs> and that was the first time I've ever stood up for myself. And I walked back to 7-Eleven, and a cop pulled in, and he ran to Tommy's Hamburgers. Somehow, we're friends is more menacing than I'm going to kill you. Yeah, in no. This There's a very, like, single white female thing going on with a guy I just met yeah. seconds oh, ago. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy. It's time for you to move out. Yeah. Come on out to the valley. Come on out to the L.A. Valley. Yeah, That's do so you guys true. have that? We do. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, to do a much get... lesser degree. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you just and you wouldn't walk anywhere. Oh, perfect. (laughs) We're going to get to know the UK team after this break. This is Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host a show called One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Not a parenting podcast. Guess what? We both just had babies. Again. Check out the show enjoyed by breeders and ballers alike on iTunes or MaximumFun.org. Welcome back. You are listening to International Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. And with us playing for the USA are Judith Shelton and Sean O'Connor. Over in London playing for the United Kingdom, Helen Zaltzman, Dan Tetzel. This round is called Lost in Translation. Britain and the U.S. have a rich tradition of taking each other's crap TV shows and making them into other crap TV shows, but with a different accent. So you're going to take turns listening to clips of TV shows from the opposing nation. Tell us. What show the clip was originally based on? First question is for you, USA. This is a clip from the British remake of a reality show. And before anybody buzzes in, this is not from Downton Abbey. Let's take a listen. Okay, so you're in a club, kicking back, you're having fun, right? Spot a lad you like. You see him? Yeah, he's looking good. You don't exactly know how to get his attention. So you just walk over, you stand in front of him. He's starting, like, grinding behind on you, like, he's, he's feeling you, he's enjoying it. Then all of a sudden, boom, slut drop. That's it, push. And then he's after yours. that, he is all over you like a rash. He's all over you, like, come on, let's go back to your hotel room. In there, like, swimwear. And they say our country is sexually repressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can put that to bed. Uh, okay, so, Team US, what American television show was that based on? A bunch of people talking about sex and... A- Dirty House. Oh. Uh, the real world? Oh, you're so close. You're so close. Judith, you want to take a swing? Oh, 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 it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, I don't know. You're looking into my face for clues. No, I totally was. You, I totally wasn't. Uh, you're going to help a friend out. Dave. No, no. Um, oh, I feel like I want to help her. Oh, no, I know I want resist. to. Um, resist the urge. Okay, resist so the it's urge. not. The, it's oh, The Bachelor. No. Oh, okay. No, that show was called Geordie Shore. It's a British remake oh. of Jersey Shore, but with people from Newcastle. And the oh. great thing about the shore there is it's unbelievably cold. So if anyone went even near the beach, they would die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there, has there been a Geordie Shore snooky? Like, has there been a breakout star in the UK? I think there are a lot of women that appear in publications uh, with their tops off, but I, I, I'm not really aware of their work. That. Oh, but you're above such things? I think I'm below such things. You know? Okay, good. <laughs> good. Good answer. Helen, are they all wearing jumpers? No. They, see, the, oh, the women, no. of, the women of, uh, of Geordie Land um, pride themselves on being very underdressed for the weather. If you wear a coat, oh. you're pretty much thrown out and you're not allowed to return. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's good to know. All right, it's your turn, Team UK. Here's a clip from a U.S. remake of a beloved U.K. series that originally ran in 1990. Did you think I'd forgotten you? Perhaps you hoped I had. Don't waste a breath mourning, Miss Barnes. Every kitten grows up to be a cat. They seem so harmless at first, small, quiet, lapping up their saucer of milk. 
But once their claws get long enough, they draw blood, sometimes from the hand that feeds them. For those of us climbing to the top of the food chain, there can be no mercy. There is but one rule. Hunt or be hunted. Welcome back. Uh, was it House of Cards or something? It was indeed House oh, of Cards. Very good. Point to you. That is a Netflix-only U.S. remake of the famed U.K. series. It stars Kevin Spacey as conniving Congressman Foghorn Leghorn. Oh, so, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean Frank Underwood, who climbs Washington's political ladder one gruesome murder at a time. It won three Primetime Emmy Awards, won a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress, all firsts for an online-only show. And I'm sick to death of people talking about it and how much I need to watch it. Me I've, too. I've never seen it, but then someone told me it wasn't actually good. Oh, oh I've, I've never heard that. I've only heard, they, yeah, I've only they heard said how, they, much, how much I can't be told about yeah. it. They said they <laughs> like it because it's campy. Ugh. It sounds oh, campy, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. does sound really campy. Was chewing that scene. I, mean, I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, spoilers, uh, someone opens a window at the end and the House of Cards falls over. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> so let's play solitaire instead. Yeah, yeah, that's Sean O'Connor loved that one. I really did love that one. <laughs> I love it. Dad, we should hang out. Let's move on to question number three, shall we? Yeah, it's for well. Team U.S. Here's a clip from the disastrous mid-90s remake of a beloved American sitcom. No, I'm not going out. I went to a Tupperware party at Betty Thompson's, but she tried to sell me some Tupperware, so I left. <laughs> Am I missing something? Well, I thought Tupperware party was cold. Last time I went to a Tupperware party, I bought a suspender belt and a peephole bra. <laughs> In fact, why don't I go and put them on? The kids are out. We could have some fun. <laughs> we do that now, Pam, and your birthday won't be special. Please. <laughs> no. Tell you what, though, you can get me some crisps. Married with children? That is correct. Ooh. That is correct. Good job, Sean Good O'Connor. Time. Anytime a guy doesn't want to have sex with his wife, I it's, know it's married with children. <laughs> Automatically married with children. That was indeed the British version of married with children. Uh, for a bonus point, do you know what it was called? No? Tupperware Five, slags? Four. Tupperware slags. Very oh good. Oh, my gosh. No, the answer, it was married for life. It was completely topsy-turvy. Let me tell you all about it. Al was Ted. Peggy was Pam. The studio audience was a bunch of idiots who would laugh at everything. That was pretty much exactly. <laughs> it starred uh, Russ Abbott. Who's Russ Abbott? UK? Quite. Quite. Uh, his name was wiped after that program. Uh, we don't talk really? about him anymore. He's a comedian. A, a sort of slapstick uh -huh. specialist. Yeah. Is, is that fair? Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Plus, Julie Dawn Cole was playing Marcy was Veruca Salt in the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Her character was renamed Judy, which is just total chaos. Even crazier, as Steve, Marcy's husband, it was Downton Abbey's Hugh Bonneville, Lord Crawley. Whoa. Can you handle that? No, I can't. I can't handle that. I can't handle it. I need to see all of it. UK, did you watch Married for Life? <laughs> oh. uh, actually, I did, yeah, because I, you know, uh, as, as an occasional sitcom writer, I have to watch all of them just to know how bad they can get. It's too rich for my I, blood. It was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> Getting a real sense for your character. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. UK, here is a... It's where I learned all the facts of life from. Oh. Here's a question for you, Team UK. In contrast to that last show, this is a clip from an American sitcom that was arguably more successful than the show on which it was based. Let's hear the clip. The Office. Okay, all right. Yes, Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Let's not hear the clip. Oh. That was, of course, The Office, or as it's known in the UK, The Less Funny Office. No, it's not. It's, it's The Better not. Office. It's The Office, so? it's the office no, no. What? where the creator hasn't uh, pissed on his own legacy. 
Uh-huh. Okay, all right, all right, good. I'm, I'm glad yeah. I'm glad you brought that yeah. up. Let's address it. Ricky yes. Gervais, what the hell happened? I don't know. Why? I don't know. You did something to him. He went over there. He saw how The Office oh. could be written with jokes. Yeah, he was just and... a prick, and then he went over <laughs> yeah. there and he became a massive prick. So I don't know what you did to him. Stop paying him I for jobs. True. What's the matter with you, don't US? Don't the oh, no, we did that. Yeah. We did that a long time. Do you think, do you think Derek is our fault? Uh-huh. No. No, no. no. Uh, weirdly, kept... um, I saw him do Derek. Uh, nearly yeah. God, 15 years ago, 12, 15 years he, ago. He doesn't have that many ideas. Um, and he was definitely <laughs> mentally disabled at that point. There's oh, no boy. way that he is just special. Is I'm Just on the off chance that Ricky Gervais is listening, is there anything that you'd like to say to him? Uh, thanks for putting me in extras. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, but we're quits, I think. Let's, let's call it okay. that. That's, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Let's move on. Question number five. U.S., here is a montage of clips from a British remake of a classic U.S. game show. Top six answers in the second game. We asked 100 people to name something you might do if the Martians landed in your street. Daniel. Say hello. (laughs) Top four answers. We asked 100 people to name something that you can put hot tea into. Glenn. Kettle. The kettle. What about you? Have you got uh, any superstitions? Rabbit's foot. We looked for that one and it wasn't uh, there. It wasn't there. No. Uh, s- spitting when you see a white horse. <laughs> you, see, you see a white horse <laughs> and you spit. Yeah. <laughs> Just run me through that one, Andy. Why, why, why would you do that? It's what my mother-in-law always does. All right. US, what was it? Family Feud. It was Family Feud. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. It was Family Feud. Turns out British idiots are just as adorable as American ones. <laughs> it was renamed uh, for the UK Family Fortunes. Oh. Because the British are terrified of conflict. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? It's all under the surface. <laughs> and also feud is how we say feud. Uh, food, sorry. Uh, when we're very oh. posh. Yeah. I, I like the fact that all of your... Um, British clips sound very cozy and they've got a laugh track and people are going, oh, I don't know. And the yeah. American ones have all got like, dong, 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 yeah. soundtracks and sound yeah. very dramatic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're very, very dramatic. You are. The, the host <laughs> in those clips was Les Dennis, who I understand is now on Coronation Street. Yes, maybe. Yes, was, I've yeah. never watched it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually I'm hooked on it. We're a few weeks behind on Hulu. He actually um, he started work on uh, Ross Abbott's show, so it all ties up. It's brilliant. It's like you oh, read up on Ross Abbott oh. after this show. Okay. Oh, that's the first thing I'm going to do. Uh, also, Les Dennis is known in the U.S. best for being bullied by Ricky Gervais in Extras. That's right. Everything ties yes. in, in this show. God, this is beautifully written. Oh, <laughs> Never been prouder. Let's move on to question number six. It's for Team UK. This is a clip from an unaired pilot remaking yet another classic British sitcom. Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? (laughs) Okay, well, the button on the side, is it glowing? Yeah, we're going to need to turn it on. (laughs) Well, you just press it. You you press the button. You, You press it in. All right, all right. Let's start from the beginning. Do you have fingers? Hello, IT. Yaha. Have you tried forcing an unexpected reboot? <laughs> that sounds like the IT crowd. It yes. is the IT crowd. This unaired pilot for NBC was shot in 2007. It was leaked to the public in 2012. It starred Joel McHale and the brilliant Jessica St. Clair and Richard Ayoade reprising oh. his role as Moss. What went wrong? Oh, man. Yeah. What went wrong? Uh, you don't like well, to see computers think... mocked in the US, do you? 
Apparently not. Apparently not. I think mm. the fake audience might have been just a tiny yes. bit overeager. Yeah. Those Joel... jokes were not as good. Well, you know how much Joel we makes... like a laughter track over here. Everyone's having it's such true. a jolly good time in a studio. <laughs> the robots are having a ball. The, right? You wanted something a bit more like war games, didn't you? With lots of tic-tac-toe and... Uh-huh. That sort of stuff. And, yeah. and maybe just a little bit of Ali Sheedy. Yes. Uh, the show was actually picked up for a full season, but it was canceled halfway through pre-production Oof. when NBC realized it might actually be funny. Can't be oh. Uh-huh. oh, zing. Oh, he burned the peacock. Uh, that's right. All right, round two is over. Let's recap our scores. The UK has taken the lead with 15 Come points. On. The US has 14 Heavens to Betsy. Now let's say hello to our British team. Helen Zaltzman, you have just come back from a tour of the USA. Oh, I love to tour the USA, you know, Dave. It's, it's, I, I, it's the best it's place great, for a road right? trip. It's fantastic. How long were you here? Uh, just two weeks. We, we uh, crammed in uh, two, uh, over two and a half thousand of your American miles. And uh, what a treat that is. Fantastic. What was the most American thing you did while you were here? Oh, well, I bought many bags of Cheetos, obviously. It's obligatory. Hell yeah. Tell you what was a quite an un-American thing. We went to a 750-foot-high sand dune at the foot of the Rockies, which is just like the worst beach in the world because you're trudging through sand for ages and you never arrive at the ocean. And I thought that is un-American because, you know, you keep your promises of glory. Deeply un-American. Will you come back? To that sand dune? Well, no. no. Uh, But I'll come back to America. Yeah, keep keep the sand in appropriate places though where it leads to beautiful bodies of water. Thanks. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Look us up next time you're here. Now, Dan Tetzel, you have been in everything from Peep Show to Miranda, but your latest role was in Hollyoaks, oh, yes. the Channel 4 soap Hollyoaks. Now, I'm a huge fan of Coronation Street, as mm-hmm. I've talked about mm-hmm. at length. Sell me on Hollyoaks, because it's also, I believe, on Hulu. There are a lot of fit young yeah. girls in it. Yes. Okay, well, you, that, is, that is not going to work on me. <laughs> no, <there's>, there <laughs> are, well, there are a lot of very handsome young men who take their shirts off all the time. Uh, okay, you know what? There's not enough shirtlessness I, in Coronation oh, Street. Oh, get on It's Holly too Oaks. cold. It's set in the get north in of Holly England. They, they are, there's some... Members of cast who are basically nude from the waist up, if they're a man. Oh, wow. um, I wasn't Great. one of them. Aww. I was an old, you know, fat, short man in it. Oh, no. No, yeah, well. Be nice uh, to yeah. yourself. And I got stabbed to death. Treat yourself with some respect. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, in the show, obviously. Uh, well, it sounds like there's a whole lot of murder and intrigue. There's That's murders, there's alley. everything, yeah. It's quite racy for a tiny village. Now, see, the only, the only fit, and I'm doing air quotes, yeah. the only fit guy <laughs> on can, Coronation Street really was Tommy Duckworth. And uh, and apparently he was some violent anonymous YouTube rapper. Yes, and had yeah. To take him off the show. I mean, there was that's my favorite news story. Of there the was year. sorry, a brief period where uh, we at Hollyoaks thought that Coronation Street was going to have to shut down, and we'd become the biggest soap uh, because uh, they were all getting arrested left, right, and centre. And now poor Tina, who has carried every storyline for the past year, is about to get murdered. Mm. I'm at the end of my rope at Coronation Street. I might have to switch. Mm, sorry yeah, we'll to hear see. that. We'll see. Well, I'm, we'll I'm going to the British Soap Awards on Saturday, so I'll, uh, I'll, okay. I'll have a word Ooh. with them for you. Please, let them know. Yeah, them yeah, know. you're and losing Dave. You're losing Dave. What, what is appealing to you about Coronation Street? Is it because you like to watch dystopias? Uh, it's a little bit that. It's, it's, I like the idea of a soap opera. I like, I like long-term storytelling. But American soaps are terrible because uh, everybody's beautiful. Nobody can act. Uh, They've got such if, big if hair. Somebody, if somebody dies, that you know they're just going to come back when their movie career stalls out in a couple right. of years. Everybody, you know, everybody's fighting for control of a cosmetics company or whatever. It's not relatable. Coronation Street is very relatable. You know, like Izzy's stealing money from the uh, from the the charity pool just to pay her rent because you know Gary, Gary, you know, punched feeling. It's, it's there's there's a whole lot there's relatable things going on. It makes you feel better and about I, your I life. Like it. I sort of it makes me feel better about my life, and the acting's pretty good. I've heard you talking about Coronation Street on other of these. I'm sort of still hoping that it's a really long joke 
that you've really done your research here and you're just put but you you actually watch it Oh, no, I actually oh, watch it. Does. Actually How do you does. even get yeah, past yeah. the theme tune? That is the most depressing piece of music ever Oh, it's made. the worst. It's the worst. Mm. And, and the cat in the middle of it, like, every single time, I'm like, please stop with the cat. <laughs> they, they, you know, they never will. I don't know. There's just something sort of endearing about it. You persevere through know. that it's misery. Like, it's like checking in with old friends. You don't have to invest yourself emotionally too much. Although, honestly, when, when Tina dies, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. I'm <laughs> May not I kidding. ask yeah. a question of sure. our friends? Yeah. Uh, how big is in-betweeners over there? Well, it's finished now, but it was pretty big yeah, before. It was big. Yeah, yeah. It was. Oh, it's so dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. That's what it our schools so are really dirty. like. Though. I have a little bit of teenage funk <laughs> over here. It's amazing. There was boy ball. There, what? Dave, you got to see it. There's oh, boy yeah, ball there as one opposed shot. to what? <laughs> uh, no boy ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't Fake see a lot ball. of boy this balls. This is real. It was okay. No, 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 yeah. never, never. It was real. Yeah, I think so. Oh wow! I I got really into skins. Oh yeah, skins is pretty good. Because I was very insecure about aging, and I'm like, this is yeah. the closest thing I could be to a teenager. And you're, yes. what, you're 28? I'm, I'm 29. 29. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, I was in Skins the fuck uh, for out. one episode. Were you in Skins? Yeah, yeah, one episode. I played a policeman. I was 38, I think. I, I felt dead. They were like amoebas. Oh, they were like, just, they're they were, so youthful. Oh, my God. Oh. It, was, it was like acting with spunk. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they were barely there. Listen, I could talk about jizz and balls all day. <laughs> we're going to take a little break, and we'll be back with the final round of International Waters. Hey, I'm Jesse Thorne from MaximumFun.org. Last year, we got together with some of our favorite comedians and musicians and put them on a boat. It was a huge success, and we had such a great time, we decided to do it again this summer. The second annual Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival sets sail on July 25th, though technically there are no sails. Comedians will include W. Kamau Bell, Karen Kilgariff, Greg Barrett, Moshe Kasher, Kyle Kinane, Natasha Legero, and more. Our music night is hosted by the great John Roderick of The Long Winters, and you can check out Gene Gray and others. To learn more about the Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival and to book your passage, visit boatparty.biz. The Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival. Comedy. Music. Shuffleboard. Let us move on to our final round. Now, I know both teams have tried super hard, but I'm afraid your efforts have been as pointless as France's entry in the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> moustache? <laughs> the fuck was that? They were like the French LMFAO. No one needed that. But worse. They were somehow worse than LMFAO at the exact same thing LMFAO does. What, what was your pick, by the way, UK, in uh, for Eurovision? What did you like best? Well, actually, I didn't see any of the songs because I was traveling home from work. So I was live tweeting it without having watched it. Okay, that's the best <laughs> way to do it. That's the best way to do it. I was all about the Ukraine. I also like the one from Malta. It was a little Mumford and Sonsy, but the guy's voice was good. Anyway, <laughs> that was, that's beside the point. What I'm trying to say is this final round is worth one million points. Oh, no. Come on, Sean. Okay? All right, let me explain. This round is called Reboot to the Head. Now, you know we love remakes. Our last round proved it. Here is another round about transatlantic reimaginings, but this time we want you to pitch the reboot. I will give you a piece of popular culture ephemera. I want you to pitch me your country's unique take on it. U.S., we're going to start with you because you're one point behind. You're going to go first. I'm putting two minutes on the clock. you got two minutes to help me pitch a big American reboot of The King's Speech. Okay? <laughs> Colin Firth's thoughtful study of a monarch overcoming a speech impediment to... Overcoming, I think, is what I just said. <laughs> so I have a speech impediment around. Anyway, he overcomes a speech impediment to deliver a morale-raising speech in wartime America. How would you remake the King's speech? Your time starts now. 
the year is 2001. Uh, George W. Bush is in the White House. And he has erectile dysfunction. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which, which was not well publicized. Right. That's it's right. It's a big problem for him. That's right. So then he uh, he goes to Jamaica. <laughs> and uh, drinks something out of a papaya. And um, meets, uh, there's a vision. He has a vision. Sure. And um, the vision. The vision is of uh, Tay Diggs. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's going to help him get his groove back, yes, isn't he? Yes, he is. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Um yeah, so so he has this vision of Tay Diggs. <laughs> Tay Diggs uh, tells him he, he's got to stop running away from his problems. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because that's the thing. He was so insecure. That's why he— That's right. He's he got to talk about his mother. Yes, he has yes. to talk about his mother. Yes. Finally. Because she's Barbara. very masculine. Yeah. Yes. Yep, she's blocky. Yes, she is. She is very blocky. So he returns to America. Sure. Uh, and by, by the way, this is all, like, this September 13th. Okay. Oh, oh, right, right. Oh, that's right. So, uh, so gr- our nation's in a shambles. That's our nation's right. in a shambles. Everyone's our... like, where is the president? Right. Where's the leadership? Yeah, yes. he can achieve an erection. Right. Which, the worst thing of all. The worst thing of all, because, I mean, if you're going to uh, start a war, you, you're going to need to be hard. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so then, eventually, he does talk to his mother, and he realizes that the way she coddled him. Right. Has been has been affecting his leadership sure. abilities. Sure. So at the end, he stands on a mountain yeah. with a big, big boner, huge boner, and hangs a sign on it that says "Mission Accomplished." Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie is called <laughs> "Being President's a Hard Job." Oh, oh that's a tagline for sure. Yeah. Yes. Fudge. Yes. All the president's member. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Thank you for that, Dan. He's my punkle Dan. (laughs) I love it. Well, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. All right, Team UK, you have got two minutes to pitch me the reserved, understated UK reboot of the Captain America franchise. Okay? So give us your uniquely un-American take on a hunky blonde guy who takes super steroids, punches Nazis, and is named Captain America. Your time starts now. The year is 1492. And over in Portugal, uh, a young man has decided that it's time to go on an adventure. Yes, uh, but he's very sensible about it. He he doesn't rush off on his own. He doesn't wear spandex. He just sort of he assembles a team around him, but yeah, not of not, know, they're not misfits. No, they're not certainly not. You know, um, rich businessmen no, with suits. No, no, and he's done a lot of research as well. So it's. Um, yeah, actually, we're just pitching the film 1492. That was a failure. But like many people who are off on a little trip, he dyes his hair, he puts a bit of sun into it yeah. uh, through artificial means, sure. gets fake tan, and uh, he wants to look his best on the beaches that he hasn't discovered yet, so uh, he, he works out quite a lot and mm-hmm. doesn't realise how useful this is going to come in as he, as he crosses the Atlantic Ocean yes. for the first time and discovers that waves are very anti-Semitic. And, uh, wow! Yes, yeah. yeah. He punches them in the face. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm never pitching a film with you again. What's? That's why I, I don't I'm have lost. A... I'm lost. <laughs> yeah, well, so was he for a very oh, yeah, long okay, time. All right. So we've uh, our and hero. He, is, yeah. He's in. He's he's landed. He's now technically Captain America because he if saw you it will. first. Yeah. If, if you discount all yeah. of the indigenous peoples. So uh, technically, <laughs> though technically, it's named after a Bristol businessman called uh, Richard Americk, who sponsored. Uh, the John Cabot expedition. There you go. That's an interesting fact. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you mean we have to get out of the building? Get out! I Screw you, Sony. I don't want to make your film anyway. And then there's another blonde man with a hammer, but he's just yeah. a handyman. Yeah. Actually, actually, I think <laughs> our Captain America would just sort of... He would sit very quietly in a room... In, just enjoying himself in the yeah in the um, <laughs> in the, the war office um, slowly slowly but surely you'd, defeating you'd, the Nazis yeah and then he'd go to Florida and he'd swim with manatees because yeah. he could you can't do that in Portugal yeah. I mean that's it holds true. together that's badly true. but it holds oh. together better than a lot of films these days so let's go with it yeah. yeah you don't need a third act really do you? no 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 Joss Whedon. no no, no. We'll just, that'll make it yeah. good everyone will just kind of stop what they're doing and wander off the screen and yeah yeah it'll be it's art house it's art house yeah. The film is called Captain America. Obviously, yeah, Captain America. Captain America. We reckon that you can, if you just put the name on it, people will come. And by the time they've spent, <laughs> they've got their ticket, fuck them. Yeah, they'll yeah, still come back them. for the second one. We'll just give it a colon and yeah. a different name. Captain America. Colon. Get a refund, but people yeah. are fucking lazy. They're not going to do it, yeah. right? All right, I'm going through your pitches. I'm reviewing some of the high points in my head. However. The U.S. has boners, so yeah. you're the winner. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, yeah. U.S. Captain America had a boner. How stupid of us. <laughs> oh, see how you forgot to put that <laughs> in. If you had done that, you might have had a fighting <laughs> chance. Yeah, I, don't, I think you've caught off the youth, you know, the young people aren't going to be able to see this film. He followed his boner across <laughs> the ocean. A, yeah. <laughs> They'll hear about it. They'll hear about it. They'll yeah. see it on this cable. This is a boner contention. This is what this hey. is, I'll tell you that. Oh, boner! Oh, Dan! Oh, Dan. <laughs> you definitely win the Spirit Award. Thank you very much. <laughs> But for this week, the U.S. is the best country in the whole wide world. Maybe they can celebrate by finally having a frank and open dialogue about race relations. Yay! Psych! They'll never do that never. in a million years. Uh, before we finish, do you guys have anything you want to plug? Judith Shelton. Oh, yeah! Relationship at the Comedy Central stage, June 23rd, 8 p.m. Here in Los Angeles. Yeah, make a reservation. Okay. It's going to be so fun. I'll be there. Sean O'Connor. Two things. Uh, Norm MacDonald Live on YouTube. Uh, oh. And uh, watch that. And then Stone Quackers debuts in Fox on August. Stone Quackers? Stone Quackers is about skateboarding ducks. Hey! Finally, a cartoon awesome. about skateboarding ducks. Fantastic. It's a bad time. Hey, Sean. <laughs> Congratulations. Helen Zaltzman. Uh, well, my podcast is available at answermethispodcast.com. Uh-huh. Check it yes, out. please. Mr. Congeniality, Dan Tetzel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, oh, my fake uh, personality has worked. No, um, yeah, I've, I'm not doing much. You could look at Mongrels on Hulu. That's uh, that was one of my favourite shows I ever did. It got cancelled oh. after two series. Um, and I'm uh, moving house, so anyone wants to chip in uh, moving boxes great. and stuff, that'd be great. Yeah. Anyone want to help move yeah, the, anyone. the couch? Yeah, yeah. Talk to Dan Tetzel. I, I sort of, what are you I on Twitter? tried to be friends with Sean when I saw him in that shop, but he just Terrific. ran off and got the cops on me and had to go into that. <laughs> You'll track him down eventually. Yeah, I know where, where do you he think lives? he's moving house to, right? I know where he, right? he lives, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. All right, everybody go to all of our guests' things and follow them on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at IWPod, or you can like our Facebook page. You can also review us on iTunes and help us conquer the world, or at least get the word out. Judith Shelton, Sean O'Connor, Helen Zaltzman, Dan Tetzel, thank you for playing International Waters. You there with the headphones, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on International Waters. Bye. You've been listening to International Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Judith Shelton, Sean O'Connor, Helen Zaltzman, and Dan Tetzel. Our theme music is USA vs. White Noise by Ladytron. Thanks, Ladytron, for letting us use it. The show was recorded at Guilt Free Post in London by Chris Morris and at Max Fun HQ in Hollywood by Jennifer Marmer. The script was written by Asterios Kokinos and Sarah Morgan, and our producer was Colin Anderson. We'll see you next time. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.